Welcome to We're Not Finished, a podcast presented by the studios of Key West. I'm Gwen Filosa. I'm a reporter at the Miami Herald. The studios is a leading art institution in South Florida. It's located downtown at 533 Eaton Street. For a list of events and more programming like this, go to tskw.org. Teresa Kiecki is an illustrator, comic uh, book creator, and stand-up comic in Key West. Teresa, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm so excited. Now, I've known you for a little bit, and I know you um, as the, uh, the, the cartoonist behind Drawn to Key West. This is, uh, it, it's almost like it's journalism, but it's amazing graphics, uh, comics, um, uh, about the street performers at Mallory Square. And, um, you know, this is a legendary place in Key West. And what, what inspired you? How did you um, decide, hey, this is what I'm going to do? So I have been coming to Key West pretty much every year with my parents for like Easter vacation since I was very little. So Key West has always been a place that's like very near and dear to my heart. And to me, the mo- one of the most unique and special parts about Key West is Mallory Square and the street performers there. So three or I think it was four years ago now, um, it was after I graduated college and I was working as a professional cartoonist. And I think that helped me see the street shows in like a different light, like more of an art form as opposed to just entertainment. And I was like, wow, these guys are so cool someone should make a comic book about them. I'm like, wait, I'm a comic book artist. I should make a comic about them. So I packed up everything and moved to Key West and have never looked back. <laughs> That's so great because um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's so original in, in its scope and the, the illustrations are, are perfect. They're beautiful. I mean, how did you approach uh, maybe interviewing people um I've been doing it for 25 years it's not easy to go up to strangers and say hi I'd like to get to know everything about you and put it in print um how how did you how how did you start meeting people so I um I have a lot of social anxiety um especially like three years ago Teresa was super anxious and super shy and like one of the greatest fears was just like talking to random people so I don't know what possessed me to really decide that that was what I was going to move to Key West to do but um I basically had to like I came up with a sales pitch I came up with like a little drawing sample and I would walk to Mallory Square every day and just introduce myself to a different street performer and each time I would do this I would like rehearse the exact like spiel I was going to give to these people in just like the hopes that I would be able to express myself like a normal functioning human and um I tricked them they believed that I was like a actual interviewer and they agreed they graciously agreed to tell me their life story and it was amazing they everyone was so um into the idea everyone was really amazing and open about their life experience and I was just really honored to be able to ask them what I asked them and for them to be a part of this project with me and you know I take Mallory Square for granted I've been here 11 years 
it's embarrassing. I think I've been five times and those are for stories. And when I go, I'm just so knocked out. These are talented, amazing people, dedicated, and it is not an easy, no job is easy, but this is putting yourself out there. And some of the physical stuff the people do from the juggling to the to standing on a hundred chairs, um, that I'm like, wow. I mean, this is, uh, this is some challenging stuff. Um, talk about your, how did this open your eyes to Mallory Square? How did it, um, what did you learn right off the bat? Well, it was interesting to see the perspective, you know, my perspective was as a tourist. So then to see the perspective as like a local and to get the, the, you know, uh, backstage view of what was going on. And, um, it was really cool. Like I, I found out that these performers, like they've dedicated their entire life to this craft. It's not, I mean, this probably sounds obvious, but it's not something you just pick up or do for fun. It's like these people, some of them went to school to be performers. Um, you also, I got to learn more about how the sunset, no, the, um, cultural preservation society works, which is the organization that runs the sunset celebration. And, um, I got to see the perspective of the artists and vendors who work there too, who um, are also really integral to the sunset celebration. You know, I, I always was really in love with the street performing side of the sunset celebration, but there's a ton of talented artists and food vendors who work there too. And it's just a really cool like ecosystem. It is. And, and, and like, again, I take it for granted. I take entertainment for granted before I did stand up, and it's like, Oh my gosh, this is actually, this is hard work. And, and, um, and it was great looking through it. Cause I'm like, I know these people, I know Jace Anderson. I know, um, you know, people that have played all over the world too, you know? And, um, I'm wondering, uh, now when did drawn to Key West, when did the first issue come out? So, okay. My, whole vision was to publish a 200 page graphic novel and that's what I started working on three years ago then this little um pandemic happened I don't know if you're aware (laughs) Um, so yeah just a little inconvenience for a lot of people but um during that time I lost a lot of my uh clients so a, a huge chunk of my income you know I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that Um, so I was like, okay, how am I going to make the best out of this situation? So I decided to publish, self-publish the first like 40 something pages of the comic. And I started selling that at Mallory Square. So I did that for a year, um, which was just really awesome experience. Um, it was, it was a good way to make the best out of a bad situation. No, that's um, and 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 you are in the midst of uh planning and 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 getting things together to uh to make it happen to make the two hundred page drawn to Key West, uh graphic novel. And can you talk about well, how does one do that? <laughs> I don't know anything about publishing. Oh my gosh, I said that on recording. Um, <laughs> but what, what um, are you going to make it happen? So I've. I've been working on the art um, and I'm about like 180 something pages into the art side of the project. I am working with someone who does the colors and someone who does the letters for the comic book. So once I'm done with my illustrations, I'll send it to them to complete. 
And while this is all happening, I'm just trying to generate more awareness about the project. And um, I plan on running a Kickstarter in September so I can raise money to print the dang thing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like so excited for people to finally get to read it because I've, you know, been working on this for the past three years. And I feel like there's so many people I, I interviewed. 14 street performers and I just really can't wait for them to see you know their stories in comic book form I don't know of any other books or documentation of Mallory Square now someone's gonna call me and go I've been doing it for 20 years I I'm just saying to me this is something that stands out on an island where it it's not easy to stand out <laughs> it's a lot of artists there's a lot of duplication of project. I, I don't know. Uh, QS is a wonderful place for artists, but I, I think you're doing something that no one's done before. Yeah, I think, you know, to my knowledge, um, I don't think there are any comic books about street performing. I don't think there might be a few comics about Key West, but I don't think there's anything about Mallory Square um, and this is like a comics journalism style story. So it's nonfiction and it's a series of interviews presented pretty much how they happened, which is just a really, um, I guess, non-traditional style of comic book. So not yeah. to toot my own horn or anything. No, no, I think it's, it's great. And, and it's, um, these are challenging things and you bring such a, a exuberance to it. Like, um, I don't know anything about comic books. I mean, I, I respect the art. I, re- I I know it's a huge thing, okay? But um, when I started looking at it, I was like, wow, this is this is more than I thought. This isn't just some photo, which is would be great. Hey, so here's some pictures. There's there's journalism. There's also this. It's also super fun to to read and um uh and and you also um uh you also make these amazing stickers i they're they're great they're dogs some of them are dogs and are you like on etsy or how can people find uh, instagram i know you're on instagram yeah so once again you know back when the pandemic started i was trying to figure out how am i gonna pay rent um one of the things i did was and uh make an etsy account so i've been selling i sell the comic book on etsy and i sell a bunch of stickers which is really like my focus and truly Gwen if I could quit everything and just make a living off of my sticker sales I love stickers and I think I think it's an art form that it just brings a lot of people joy but they they are super cool and um what do you do other illustrations do you have like a day job per se or uh yeah my day job is illustrating oh (laughs) so I work uh primarily for this company dot dash they run a bunch of online publications like very well health very well mind investopedia the balance etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i basically illustrate online blog articles for them and it's i love this job it's absolutely fantastic i get to assign myself like what articles i want to illustrate so it's a different thing every day they let me have a lot of fun with the illustrations um so that's like my main bread and butter then I do um the other thing I work primarily on is I illustrate a horror comic called Ithaca so uh, a writer Michael Watson hired me to illustrate his comic story and it's fantastic there's like four issues out right now that people can read if you 
search Ithaca I T H A Q A comic. Um, you can read all of that. And then I just do a bunch of like, you know, I'm a freelance artist, so a bunch of little things here and there, whatever people want to pay me to do within reason, I will do. <laughs> I hear that. I'm a writer. It's like, can you do stuff for free? No. Um, what in, uh, what, who, uh, inspired you when you were younger or now who inspires you as far as in the comic world or graphic design or graphic world cartoonists um uh who who do you who has really um informed your work or helped inspire you yeah I think that's changed so much throughout my whole life um when I was younger I was mostly inspired by animated cartoons so I didn't I didn't okay here's a little secret I didn't read a lot of comic books um I'm a horrible cartoonist, but I watched a ton of anime. I watched a ton of cartoon shows. And I think that's where I get a lot of like my sense of humor from, my art style from. Disney was a huge inspiration for me. Um, Then once I started, once I decided I wanted to become a cartoonist um, because I hate job stability and employee provided health insurance. (laughs) Uh, so once I, I decided I wanted to be a cartoonist and I was researching like, you know, famous cartoonists for inspiration. So Alex Toth is someone I look to. Mike Mignola, you might, he's done Hellboy. Um, I know Hellboy. Oh, yeah. One so, stuff. <laughs> um, and to, oh, Becky Cloonan, she's another artist that I really love. And yeah, I think nowadays I just try to um, make sure that the people I'm following on social media are artists that I like look up to and I want to see what I can learn from them. So just a bunch of people I've found across the internet that I just, you know, try to absorb their talent. <laughs> well, what, one thing um, I always like to ask artists about is um, the, it's like this thing that you love and you want to express yourself and you want to share it with people, but it, you know, we also need money to pay bills. And I, I had to learn really recently that you have to be shameless in promotion and it's not what I want to do, but to get the information out, you have to. And um, you seem to have done a great job of saying, Hey, I'm here. Here's my, my, my book. And what, what things have you had to learn about that, about the business side? Yeah, I, you know, I signed up to be an artist. I didn't sign up to be a marketer, but here I am, you know, like you said, it's something you just have to do. I don't want to be on social media, but I have to, if I want to get people to see my art and hire me and buy my stupid stickers. Um, They're they're awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I think what I've learned is that you have to ask people for help. And I hate I hate bothering people. I feel like a huge inconvenience every time I like post one of my stickers online. I'm like, you know, if you have the time, it's not too much of a bother. (laughs) Yeah. But you just have to get over it and you just have to do it. Um, And I don't know, I'm currently like fighting the algorithm changes on the various social Mm -hmm. media platforms. It's like insane. Um, I have to post like every day. I have to post at certain times. I feel like a slave to the internet, but I think the the silver lining to all of this is I'm trying to focus on the art community. Like I said, I'm trying to find fellow artists 
who I can actually communicate with in a meaningful way and that we're not just like screaming at each other, look at my stuff. So I think that's really been nice. (laughs) And Key West is an amazing place. I think I've personally gotten to do things here. I never thought I could do from stand-up comedy at Comedy Key West to uh, I wrote a play once with the studios at this event and I'm like, I did it and it happened. (laughs) And um, everyone I know, no matter what their day job is, they're some type of artist. They're painting or they're uh, finding their voice, so to speak. And you're from New York and what what was it like to to land here? Um, what surprised you about the art scene here? Um, I don't, let's see. I, I knew, I always knew Key West was like a haven for so many different types of creative fields. Um, and I guess what was nice about it is everything seems very accessible down here. Like, in New York, I would never dream of like being able to get my art into like galleries or talking to like real like famous musicians or, or famous comedians. But because Key West is such a small community, you know, it, we still have these amazing people, but it, it feels like I can actually approach them and, and everyone is so friendly and so willing to like listen to you and hear what you're working on and, and trade tips and you know. Uh, introduce you to other creative people. So it's a really wonderful community. Uh, and I think that's one of the special things about Key West. People are so generous and I, I probably can't live anywhere else, but I did a story on the music scene and everyone was like, oh yeah, we help each other. We, we trade gigs or we help each other get gigs. And I was like, you do? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, this isn't Nashville. This is like uh, the, the people helping each other is so, um, is so beautiful to see uh in a in a tough town to make a living um now before we go i have to bring up cooper mm. cooper is a dog it's a pit bull mix that i've grown attached to and he appears on my social media cooper um why is he so great uh, everyone thinks oh my dog is- okay all dogs are great but cooper he's his own man yeah, I think it must be because he's so well traveled. Um, so Cooper, he's on Cooper, sabbatical right now. Yeah, Cooper um, has a friend who happens to be my boyfriend, and they travel the country together. Um, so Cooper's seen a lot of things. He's met a lot of people, and I think that's he's become such a like calm and cool kind of dog. And he's just adorable. Like he's so photogenic, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. And I one thing about Cooper. Um, he he kind of you know he doesn't pander he's not gonna just smile at you he's he's a friendly sweet exuberant he jumps a lot mm-hmm. I once saw him jump so much he fell backwards and I thought oh no he was fine he was fine he can open doors uh um, yeah the kind that go up and down uh and um and he can sit at a show and just be he's like a person he kind of is it's really strange I like do a cool person yeah, I love his enthusiasm when he jumps because he doesn't think about the end. He's just like, just exactly. jump. Don't worry about the landing. <laughs> I was so like, I've never seen a dog do that. And when he fell, he was just like, yeah, that's that's what happens. And uh, yeah. and no, uh, I'm sorry. I, I have to talk about Cooper because he's part of my, you know, and he is a sticker. He's available in sticker form. Yeah, you know, I actually, I have to put him on my Etsy account, but 
um, Cooper's owner, Joey, he sells the stickers. Uh, Joey's a busker, so he travels and he plays music for a living. And so he sells the Cooper stickers a lot. He likes to say that it's really Cooper is like the money, you know, the breadwinner in that relationship. Cooper could, I don't know if I want him to get that big because I want to have time with Cooper. I want to have face time. Yeah, we need him to be like a low level celebrity. So he'll still interact with us. Just, I don't know. I love that dog. And it's, I mean, I love a lot of dogs, but Cooper and people want to know about him. You're just like, wow, I came on this podcast and now it's all about a dog. But, but I mean, people want to know more about him and um, I don't know, he's a great addition to the community, but he is traveling right now and he travels more than I do. Yeah, and, same. Uh, <laughs> and I, I love the Gwen Filosa Cooper updates on Facebook. So, but it, it wasn't because at first I'm like, I love dog with people were like, who's, is there more Cooper? These are my friends that live like in New England. They're like, is there more? I'm like, okay. So no, but uh, Teresa Kiecki drawn to key west is the comic book uh big plans to uh jump on kickstarter and get and you're not just i I was impressed you're like hey there are uh i don't know what people call it but you know if you sign people up for the newsletter you get stickers yeah so you're gonna do work like you're working for the it's um it's not just a you know hey i mean it's a very um uh, I, i don't know you didn't have to do that i appreciate it Thank you. I'm, I'm trying. I feel like I'm screaming. Sometimes when I post on social media, I feel like I'm just screaming into the void. So I'm like, maybe stickers will incentivize people. Like but it is stuff. something social media and I have a lot of arguments. I, I'm on it for work. I, I read a lot of angry comments, but that's how we, you know, um, could reach people all over the world with, with your art and, uh, yeah, you got to put it out there because I'm I, I'm speaking to myself right now because I just I'm I'm the same I'm like up there going, it is this too much? Yeah. <laughs> when or, but to connect to people uh, and I know what it, there's just so much uh, I'll use the word competition there's just so much out there that if you know people aren't gonna know unless you uh, shout it out. Yeah, exactly. And social media can be such a scary place. Um, oh, it's. It, I just try to focus on the positive because lately I'm just like, I, why is everyone so angry, Teresa? They're angry. They're making up reasons to be angry. I, we don't need I, that. I know. Twitter is, is such an angry place. It scares me. I don't. And, I, when I post, I'm just like any typo or any wrong thing. I'm sure it's fine, but it's like uh, you could post the biggest joke in the world and everyone's like, how dare you make fun of that cat? <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, it's almost like you can't express all the nuance in a situation in 140 characters. Who knew? <laughs> it's a strange world, but I'm glad you're a part of the community. You've been a wonderful addition. And uh, Teresa, thanks for doing the podcast. And I will, uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me. Jim Pohl, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How, um, thank you for taking the time. I uh, now, like a lot of people in Key West, I I know you as a singer, as a um, amazing performer, 
in a Key West uh, lo local. And, um, but I wanted to start out just asking you, um, how, did, how did you become a singer? How did you find your voice, as they say? Um, it started when I was even before I was born. Um, my mom was in a, a 60s doo-wop group called the Fabulous Spectrals. And my dad is a classical guitarist. So I, my mom was pregnant with me when she was on stage singing and dancing. What? And then, yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, and then when I was born, I was around my dad, always playing classical guitar, always playing uh, classical music in the car. Like he wouldn't let me listen to anything else when we, he would drive my friends around. Like we'd only listen to Chopin and Mozart and Beethoven. And at the time I was like, oh, this is like so awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now I appreciate it so much. You know, classical music is so beautiful. And mm -hmm. then I always grew up watching my mom sing and dance in the Spectrals, her band. And then, um, you know, my mom has her dance studio, the Coffee Mill. Okay. And grew up doing musicals down here. So I was just surrounded by music and art and dance. Um, oh, shoot. Did I press? Sorry. Um, I was just surrounded by it since I was a baby. So. Great. Now you, you're what we call a young person. How, how, I'm getting up there. How old are you? I just turned 27. A couple of days ago you're a super young person but no I'm in the Saturn return okay okay yeah and um uh who but who did you grow up um was there was there pop influence or blues or rhythm and what were there um uh, other influences that you were like whoa I want to do this um because you're in I think I had the moment where I was like whoa I want to do this when I was in high school and I went to a music festival called Bonnaroo okay and that was kind of what when I went to this music festival I was like oh my gosh here's this place where everyone is just expressing themselves and it's just so beautiful and I saw Florence in the Machine I don't mm -hmm. know if you know that thing. and I saw her live I was by myself and it was the most magical experience I've ever had and when I experienced that, I was like, okay, like I felt so understood and I felt so at peace and so at home when I was watching her. And I was like, I want to, one day I want to do that. Like, that is what I want to do. So. I love that story. It's yeah. when, you, when you connect with, because to me, music, all art at, at any, any level, any type is, is about that connection. What, yeah. um, what's it like when you get on stage are you nervous at first are you what's going through your mind um it it depends it depends on the situation the musicians that are on stage with me and the circumstances have a lot to do with it um but at first I'm just excited like I'm just excited that I get to sing and I get to express myself it's mostly just excitement that's great. And um yeah. now you uh you made a splash with Coconut Vitrola, but now you're you're um you're on your own you're doing your own thing right now. And yeah. where where can people see you in Key West? Where where do you show up? So right now I have three steady gigs. Um Thursdays at Sunset Pier, 
seven to nine. And then um, Saturdays at the Casa Marina, um, six to nine. And then the Hyatt on Sundays, um, one to four. And then sometimes I'm at Blue Heaven here and there. And sometimes I've, I'm like, I did a couple of salutes with some other musicians, but those are my three like solid things that I have right now. These are great gigs, Belle. This, these yeah. Are, these are not, this, this is not too shabby being up on Sunset Pier and the Hyatt and, um, uh, and what, um, what are your go-to songs from your repertoire? Like what, what do you, um, what are some standards for you that you're like, we're doing this? Uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I love so many different songs and so many different artists. I've been really, like I said, gravitating towards Florence and the Machine just because um, she's someone that I've loved since I was little and I'm trying to, you know, channel that again. Um, so I've like Dog Days Are Over. That's a, such a like freedom song and I've been loving singing that song. And then, um, I love singing Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher recently by Jackie Wilson. I I feel like the audience really enjoys that. And I like when the audience enjoys the song. Do, do people yell out requests? I mean, you're these are kind of serious shows. I mean, this isn't Yeah, they do. And it's, you know, sometimes yeah. you can do it, sometimes you can't, you know. Well, I don't I... really get bothered by the audience anymore. I'm like, eh good no they, they they're happy but they really yeah. like hear margaritaville or something yeah no i get those i get that all the time i'm, like, and I'm just like no nope, sorry can't do that it's um and, and, and they know after a while they know yeah that, uh, but now growing up in key west um uh did, did you i mean it's such a small town it's such a great place um how has it changed that for you now that you're an adult or now that I mean I always ask people what was it like and they're like I don't know any different (laughs) but tell me what what it was like and how it's changed how Key West has changed or my experience has changed both sorry that was like questions in one yeah take your time no you're fine I actually feel like I've come full circle in Key West um because I grew up with it being very artsy and um you know, the hippie life. And I've kind of gotten back into that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gravitating towards people more like that. Um, You know, I'm, I'm going to yoga and I'm hanging and doing like chakra workshops and I'm, I'm getting back into those and into those like circles of people. So for me right now, I'm going through like a full circle. Like I'm coming back to home a little bit, which is really nice. Now the spectrals that you're we're talking about these spectrals your mom's in the, the yeah they're la di da the performers mm-hmm. they yeah amazing I saw them at the the bull I was walking by and it just froze in my tracks because I was like so happy yeah see them and uh, that must have been something that's like that's your mom yeah yeah I mean I that music is incredible my mom is an incredible performer my godmother Allison who's who started the spectrals with my mom um she's an incredible performer I've learned so much from her performing with them and just watching them it's rock and roll you know I I love rock and roll music gotta keep it alive and when I have seen you um perform I think it was at Higgs Beach uh, not too long ago 
it was like people were so happy because it was you know the whole pandemic people were out on on the beach outside and they were just so happy to be out and listening to music and you also you have um a stage presence of of you know you're a, a, I always say to my friends you're a showman some people are just show and and is that something that's by design or is it just natural or are you um you know because I'm sure you see yourself as a, as a performer as a singer as yeah. a musician yeah. but you know how to command an audience I mean did that did you, Thank you. work on that another I think, thing. I think it really just comes from like I get my fulfillment from the audience letting go when I feel the audience letting go it's like it's a feeling that's indescribable as a performer and then you share that connection and that's really you know my drive and I feel like my purpose so I you know I try to achieve that all the time and I yeah I just I love the connection that I can make with an audience and there's not really any other way to describe that (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. And yeah. um, uh, I did want to ask, um, were you, are, did you take formal singing lessons or music lessons? Was it just something, did, did, did you, uh, how, how did you find your voice? I, I don't know, that sounds really dramatic, yeah. but I'm dramatic. So how yeah, did I'm dramatic you? too. <laughs> it's awesome to be dramatic. Yeah. yeah, let's just be dramatic. We are. Um, yeah, I grew up doing musicals mm-hmm. um, at since I was little and the musicals back then uh the symphony or was the orchestra in the pit so they were like huge ordeals um so I I grew up singing with a symphony and I just now am realizing that is so amazing um because that's uh, like a goal of mine I want again like I want to be able to sing with a symphony so I think just doing musicals and singing with a symphony and just being in the music like that at such a young age, like I was like, what, like four when I started doing musicals. So just being surrounded by that and musicals definitely have been a big part of, I think the power behind my voice. Um, yeah. And, and I, I recently, I did a, 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 a music story for the Miami Herald, a kind of a bigger story. And I gotta be honest, you know, I'll go to the parrot. I'll, I'll go see, you know, I'm old. All right. But I, I went out, you know, to all these places, started talking to people. And I'm, my first thoughts were like, okay, it's going to be all wagon wheel and Tom Petty yeah. and, and I just found so many amazingly, so many talented people writing their own thing, making a living, doing music. And I just couldn't believe how lucky I am to live here yeah heavy hitters that have been here a while and um Larry Smith Larry Bader I mean um you know Robert Robert Albury I mean the coffee yeah. Butler, you know who passed but I mean um you know you know these people right you hang, are yeah. all friends super talented singers my friends yeah do you just hang out and be like fabulous together um most of my close friends are no they're not singers <laughs> I'm just curious yeah no we all I I like surrounding myself with like different kinds of people um so yeah no but I have I mean I have some good friends that are singers but not all of them and and who are um who are people that you feel community with or um who are your contemporaries in Key West or who who are the people that you're I know there's a ton and you know but who are the people you're like yeah I'm gonna go see her I'm gonna go see him um 
Nina Newton is, you know, she's my best friend and she has been through so much with me uh, musically. So she is like my, my rock when it comes to music. So I would go see her, be with her anytime. She's like my sister. Um, I really love the Glass Cats. They're a new band down here. They have such great energy. They're all such amazing people. Like I love hanging out with them and their music just makes me dance, which is all I want. Um, and then I, my godfather Skipper, I love going to see him and playing with him. Um, yeah, that kind of comes to my head at first. Final question. Do you know everybody in Key West? You're a conk. You're, can you go to Publix and get out of there in 20 minutes or? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes (laughs) I see people and then sometimes I don't, you know. You know everybody. Yeah, I like it. But I also, um, I am ready to, you know, have some challenges and be somewhere where, you know, I'm not, uh, people don't know me and I I don't have have that. So I am ready for that soon um, to put myself out there in that way, but not just yet. Gotcha. Total pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Len. can people are you on social can people follow you or get to um see your your gigs coming up yeah I try to um put them on Facebook and Instagram uh I also like to delete the apps a lot just because I find myself being on social media too much but I do try to put them on my Facebook and my Instagram and then I'm gonna make a website hopefully soon well, I'll link to that on, on the podcast notes. Yeah. Belgium Paul, thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Gwen. Thanks for listening to We're Not Finished, a podcast presented by the studios of Key West. The Studios is a leading art institution in South Florida. It's located downtown at 533 Eaton Street. For a list of events and more programming like this, go to tskw.org.